0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: True blue, Scooby-Doo, Whoopie-Doo, scenarios, radio, rates more than four, scores for the snores that smother dance floors, now I go for mine, save the seashore. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your hosts Rod and Karen. And we're back for another episode, and this time it looks like we're all by ourselves, no guests. So I guess some people have been asking them for us to do one like that. I know, they want
2: to solo it. You got a solo run today.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much we had a couple scheduling conflicts, but, you know, whatever. Kicking it old school today. So just taking it back. I know, just you and
3: me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Um, well, the official weapon of the podcast is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport of the podcast is... Bullet Ball. That's right. Bullet Ball Extreme.
2: That's right. And that You and Me came from Lettucey. She made a song called You and Me.
1: Okay, yeah, I don't know nothing about that girl type music. Um <laughs> I'm a man. I listen to rap. <laughs>
3: if
1: I want to listen to them women, I'll grow a vagina. <laughs> um, Alright, you can leave comments for the podcast on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, we will come up on all those sites. Join our Facebook group. Don't cause no drama. And we will have a good time interacting with you. Yes. And um, also, you can also uh, hit us up on the email, tips at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you can call the show, 704-557-0186. We already got a couple voicemails for this Ooh. week already.
2: Yeah, they own it, ain't they? Thank yeah. you, y'all.
1: So, um, basically, we're just gonna do some random podcasting today. You know, no guests, no Skype. And, uh, Karen's got her random thoughts because they're very popular out there in the internet world. And then, uh, after that, you know, we'll do some news. Does this sound alright with you, buddy? That sound okay with me. Alright, well, cool. Let's, uh, let me just bring up this thing first that I was thinking about. Um, the Kobe Bryant commercial controversy. Oh. Um, there's a commercial for Call of Duty Black Ops, Black Ops. Okay. Which is a new video game. You know, everybody's heard of it. It's the highest selling video game of all time. Yeah, that was something I was telling me. <coughs> yeah, I believe it's already eclipsed, like, sales record. So, Ooh,
2: you know, better like a few days, ain't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's only been out for a little bit. So basically, the controversy is this: Kobe Bryant is in this commercial holding a gun, and the theme of the commercial is, "Hey, anybody can go online and play this game." And there's like, you know, the milkman's in there, the
2: okay, the, your
1: mailman's in there, the teacher. <laughs>
2: oh, just just to show that really anybody can play. Yeah, and Kobe
1: okay. Bryant's in there, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel's in there. So, oh, so it's a
2: big joke. Yeah,
1: the okay. one... the one. Everyone's so up in arms about the fact that Kobe Bryant was in this commercial, and they missed the bigger point, which is that there's a little girl in the commercial, which should not happen because no one under the age of 18 is allowed to play this game. Oh, so, yeah,
2: got M for Mature?
1: Yeah, it's a Mature game. There's oh, violence... Why
2: they more pissed about him than a little kid being in it?
1: Because he's Kobe Bryant, and he's famous, and because of the NBA. Uh, now... The thing is, there's there's several points to this controversy. The first one is you got people that just don't like Kobe Bryant. True. All right, so we're gonna throw those people out because fuck those people. You know they they would never like this commercial or this person. There's nothing he can advertise that they would be okay with. That's right. All right, so then you got those people. You got the other people that hate the NBA. Um, fuck those people too. You know, yes. there's nothing. Because they do don't the count either. But what 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 I get what what kinda pisses me off is that the people who just wanna ban video games are also yeah. into this thing. And there was a uh Outside the Lines, um, a show, which is a show that comes on ESPN where they discuss sports and controversy and you know, things that are outside of the field, you know, not the actual stats and the gameplay, but issues around sports. Okay. And, they were discussing this controversy. They had my man, uh, Bomani Jones, on there. Um, and they had several other people on there. And one of them just seemed to be... Uh, he was a coach and uh, in Oakland for high school kids. Okay. And what he had just went to one of their funerals, and the kid had just died. And he was talk, talking about how, you know, this video game... Is the you know part of the reason why the kid died and stuff like that and why did the video game shoot him? <laughs> no.
2: I don't understand. When people make when people make that argument, that's a very dumb and illogical and irrational argument. How does a video game itself cause somebody to go and shoot and kill somebody?
1: Yeah, and I think whenever uh, people bring that stuff up, it's such an emotional state, an emotional place, that you really don't feel comfortable coming at them and saying, look, I don't care if you just came from a 14-year-old black kid's funeral, they're not pointing guns at each other in the hood because Kobe Bryant Is on a uh, commercial That's right Like there's many 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 better And maybe not even so much better but Reasons to do something like that Other than the Kobe Bryant commercial Right you know Kobe Bryant is not Creating gang affiliations And shit like that No he's not so, and um, I don't think Kobe Bryant is as worshipped in that circle of people no, he's not. as that coach would like to believe. But what it is is that he's against the images of black men with guns, probably in any scenario. And that's because he's experienced that type of shit where kids are killing each other. So, this is just. Another step on his agenda, it, whether it fits or not. Hey, somebody called him, put him on TV. This tragic thing just happened to him. Of course, he's gonna talk about it. But in my opinion is like, why is that dude on TV? Because that really has nothing to do with this Kobe Bryant controversy. No,
2: that's a whole different scenario, and, and the thing that really upsets me about things like that is that you don't need to be talking to me. You need to be going out to the particular community that is happening. You need to be outreaching the school. Like, that's where you need to be, not mm-hmm. talking about band and video games, which is irrelevant to the situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, see, the thing is, like, I understand why he would go on to promote his message, because it's the money and the power of other people that can change the community for their poor, impoverished, or just urban uh, aerial, areas of your city. So, even if he went to go talk at to just that poor neighborhood where the people were killing each other, that's really not going to change things because the people with money and power are really the people that have the ability to change things. Uh, it's just the way that our political system is set up. So, him going on TV to get the word out there, I don't blame him for doing that. Of course he's going to do that. He has people dying in the streets. He just wants to promote his cause. But he could give a fuck if it's about video games. Yep. If they would have called him about um, you know, Plasco Birds shooting himself. Like it doesn't matter what the subject is. That that's a, a advocate for somebody that's gonna always be like, let me go on TV and tell people that we got kids killing each other, help me stop it. He didn't give a fuck about the game, which is kind of the fault of the booker. Because yes, that
2: is. And, and and I agree with you on that. The reason really why I agree with you on that is that make people be relevant. You know, you hate for people to pass, you hate for people to die, you understand traumatic things happen in people's lives. But at the same time, you need to go get your councilman in that area. Like, it's other ways to do this. Don't have an avenue or speaking board just to have a speaking board for stuff that's irrelevant about the situation that is going on. You're affecting other people with some shit that's not even related to each
1: other. Right. So, you know, when he's looking with tears in his eyes and anger and pulling up a picture of the boy that just kid died and put, trying to tie that image to this video game... It's laughable to me, but you can't yes. laugh at this man. You can't tell him he's wrong because he's so passionate about it. You just almost have to say, okay, whatever. Um, anyway, so that was the one angle I disliked. Um, the other one was that video games are somehow at like the cause and the root of violence. Um, and it really takes off the ownership and it tries to take the parenting out of parenting. That's right. How much more can we protect these kids when, honestly, a lot of parents are going out buying these games for their kids. That's right. And letting their kids play. Right. It. And yet, we're going to sit up here and blame that for the violence you know and blame that for kids acting out where we are just gonna look past the fact that in order to get a gun your parent ha- you know you probably got a parent a gun from your parent. that's right um in order to play this game you probably played this game after your parent bought it
2: that's right because you, know? you ain't got no job
1: well not just you don't have a job you can't you physically cannot go into the store and buy these games like it's under the a- age of 18 right? right okay you can't go get it so I, I've been carded at 32 years old I've been carded more than once for a video game because they're just like look we're not selling this shit to kids We, no one knows more than GameStop or whatever yeah. that this, this shit kid. should not be sold to kids that's right and they also recognize that hey it's not worth the fucking trouble and the lawsuit and the headache because you know who's terrible at keeping secrets little kids yes
2: they are they will tell it on you
1: Ask the Everything. Catholic Church. Ask the Catholic Church. Like, those kids cannot keep a secret. So you can't trust them with shit like, hey, C- GameStop on South Boulevard is the one that'll sell the games. They will come, come shut that shit down. Yeah, it'll be out in the public and they'll on the news very shortly. So um, I just I think people that aren't familiar with the culture are very judgmental and they want to blame video games the same way that people blame rap music, the same way you know people blame you know movies and shit like
2: that Yeah. and my thing about it is this and a lot of oh especially when you talk about an older generation that's what i mean older generation generation is like i would say 40 45 and up that generation never played video games so honestly i don't mean no harm they don't give a damn about video games yeah and and because they don't care about them they think they're dumb they think they're stupid they think that they're for children only they don't understand that the average video gamer is but you know, about twenty between twenty three to twenty-five years old, which means our generation you know, 1980 children, 19 early, you know, late 70s, 1980s children was the first um, gaming generation. We had the the Atari, we had right. the first Nintendo's. So to us, video games are a big deal. And as we grew up, and like when video games first were out, yes, they were completely children oriented. But as we got older and rematured, our video games matured with us. And these people went into the gaming industry wanting more mature video games. But you have a generation of parents. Have children when they're older. They never had a connection to video games, so they just, you know, Billy wants something, they pick it up. They're not. That's like people in the movies. People, you know, okay, this is rated R. Why you bring your three-year-old in here and then you get upset
1: when it's nudity? You know, Mm
2: -hmm. something ought to tell you as a parent to pay
1: attention. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't think that's the same group of people. I think those parents that buy the shit for their kids. They know exactly what they're buying. There's too much warning. There's too much media, uh, you know, attention on this stuff for them to, play claim, to claim ignorance. Okay. You, you know when you buy a game that has mature, 18 years or older, violence, and you know all this stuff in it. You know you bought that for your kid. You want your kid to play it. You're actually okay with it. It's like a parent that takes their kid to a rated R movie. It's not a mistake. They know my kid is gonna go watch this. They've decided that they're okay with that,
2: and uh, and that's and as a parent, that's your choice, right? But then, where the hell are these other people coming from, telling you that? Okay, where are these other people coming from that has this argument that we need to just strip it all away?
1: Right. That's well. That's my. Like plan. I, I
2: don't understand their argument then.
1: I don't either. My point is that's the point. Uh, what I'm saying is that. These are people that have basically said, look, we want to ban video games that have anything that we don't like in them. We don't play these games, we don't care about the people who play them, and we really don't want you to even have a choice to be able to go get them.
2: And it's a billion dollar industry, that's never going to happen.
1: Of course not, but... That's their agenda. You know, some people are using it to get elected. Some people are using it to try to misplace the actual fault of a lot of violence onto these games. So, when you involve this Kobe Bryant thing in it, their argument is just really misplaced to me. Because it's like, if you had your way, it actually has nothing to do with Kobe Bryant. It has everything to do with, you don't want to see this type of video game. Um, I heard Skip Bayless saying on First and Ten, or First Take, whatever it's called, that... um, you know Kobe Bryant shouldn't have a weapon in this video game when we actually have soldiers overseas fighting in battle.
2: I think that, yeah, people trip me out with that analogy too. Um, because I understand people fought in war and you have veterans and things like that but we're playing a video game. This is not realistic to us. So, you know, if you're that sensitive, you don't play
1: it. But well, And then, you know I mean, mean, and then when can I play? When can you play anything? We always have soldiers overseas doing shit. We're America. That's what we do. We send motherfuckers to kill people. Um so there's never going to be a point where we can, you know, sit back and do, you know, do whatever, it's, you know, as long as we're going to embrace the fact that video game media video game culture is becoming a reflection of you know things that we take from cinema things that we take from literature these things are making their way into the video game realm so now you have a dante's inferno video game you have you know uh you have uh the Godfather 2 in a video game yeah. and I guess the, what strikes me is that the hypocrisy of we need to draw the line of video games because for some reason this is way worse than taking your kid to see Terminator in the movies that, that type of killing is different and either way it, it just always anytime someone blames a video game, a movie, a book for some shit that they did, or some or we need to ban it because some people are crazy. I always ignore them because it's like we can't ban everything, and crazy is gonna be crazy no matter what. I know it's so. Um, so that's enough. That's one angle. The, the the angle that I do understand. and This is what Bo was talking on, and um, you know, I do have to agree with him. If David Stern is concerned about Allen Iverson, um, having a rap album. And he shut that shit down. He did not let Allen Iverson release his rap album as Jewel's The Rapper, right? Okay. If he's concerned about the image of NBA players to that extent, where he's able to shut down what you're doing off the court and say, no, you can't do that. Then where is he at on this commercial? Because his silence... And his absence is, is very conspicuous to me because here you are a guy who really gets off on maintaining the image of players. Like that's he's, right. One of the things that he does, uh, in particular, is he tries to always you know worry about how people are dressed. He worries yeah. about uh, what you say at the press conference. He's even got to the point where they're giving people texts for over emoting with the ref with the referees. Mm-hmm. So once you get to that point, I do have to wonder. Like, okay, you're all about image. Where are you on Kobe Bryant holding a gun in a video game? And my thing is that I guarantee you this crosses deck at some period in time. Yeah, he obviously okayed it. And here's the here's a and, you know, so that's that's the one angle, okay? So you're right. David Stern, hypocrite. NBA big hypocrites on this, right? Um now here's the other angle though. The NBA has been making money off of Call of Duty for years. The last I think the last two Call of Duty's, if not three, have debuted their commercial on NBA te- on NBA playoff games, so they're actually so mm, okay. here's advertising okay. money that's tied into the NBA. Now we really gonna now nobody had a problem with the commercial right. when they aired, mm-hmm.
2: but you have a problem with the player in the commercial right, that's which is
1: stupid. Right, which is kind of the other uh, point I have, which is like okay, so you now you are ready to put coming out point out what's so wrong about it once they went too far and put Kobe in it but when it was a commercial saying hey check out the premiere of Call of Duty Black Ops but then the next thing after it is Kobe Bryant and the Celtics playing that's that's not an issue wow you know, and maybe. my thing mm-hmm. is, it, is it Kobe Bryant or would it have been
2: any player? Let's say it had have been one of the most popular players. Would it I really have think been it as was upset. I want
1: to say for for certain groups of people. Remember, we took out that group of people. Okay. So okay, for a lot of people, it's it's not Kobe Bryant. It's the fact that there's a prominent NBA player with a gun. Now, I also point out this: when Dwayne Wade was in a commercial, parachuting out of a fucking plane hopping onto the back of a motorcycle doing yeah, tricks yeah the new one they showing yeah doing tricks and stunts and shit there's there's no outrage there there's no well kids are gonna go out there and start daredevil devil driving the dirt bikes and Cause they
2: know trying they're to not
1: but well it, it, the point is there's no outrage there the shit he's doing in that commercial is equally as dangerous if not you know, if more not more because because the reality of a kid getting their hands on a mm-hmm. on a on a car or something is probably more realistic yes,
2: it is. than
1: a kid from Call of Duty going and getting a fucking real gun. Yes, sir. Um, but you know, whatever, however you wanna you know, I I get people had their own agendas and things they have to promote, but I just wanna talk about that controversy because, you know, I feel like yes, Stern's a hypocrite in this. Mm-hmm. Because and I and like I told Bobani David Stern is as principled as his money will allow him to be. So if any, if he's on the right side of money, then he then he's got a lot of principles. When he's on the other side of money, where it would take money out of his pocket,
2: we got problems.
1: Or it would mess up his earning potential. Then all of a sudden he's like, wait, I don't really care about that kind of shit. So when when this talk when you're talking about banning Call of Duty, not. which has you know Activision right now probably is grossing the most revenue and video games, so when you're talking about taking their money off the table during NBA playoff games, Ooh, during NBA games on ESPN, on TNT, on ABC, that's not happening. They cannot have that. They can't Ooh, have that.
2: It's gonna be Brian commercial. I'm not well hang that shit up. It's gonna play.
1: And the final thing is, man, um, I really think it's funny how the NBA. Ran away from the hip hop image of the NBA Mm -hmm. You know after Michael Jordan You know they said hey we gotta cut this shit out People don't like these thug looking Quote unquote uh, players And they don't like all this hip hop Gear that they're wearing So they ran away from it But they have no problem making money off of the loose association of guns, violence, and hip hop music. If you look at the music they use to promote these commercials, yeah. it's like M&M, it's you know, and even
2: for not last year, but I think the year before last, mm-hmm. even with the um the NBA commercial, oh, it was that song I love but um who is it? Um uh, yeah. He was one of the main themes that they played like all season long for that particular NBA, NBA yeah. game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like you say, the intros do it, the outros do it, between sometimes in the background in most arenas, because we go to the Bobcat games. Yeah, they play hip hop. So, you know, you want to separate yourself indirectly without separating yourself because I don't mean no harm if I go to an NBA game and y'all playing some country wrestling music, I don't think I'm staying too long.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. He's as principled as his money will allow. He's not going to be too... he's not going to fuck up his paper over this moral shit.
2: And nothing against those who like country music, but I don't like it at my NBA game.
1: Well, you know, whatever. Just the principles of it is basically the same thing, which is, hey, we can make money off of Call of Duty, Okay, I'm gonna turn my head the other way. We, NBA ain't making a dime off Alan Amerson having a rap album. Mm-mm. So that shit got to go. That's all. That's as simple as I can put it. Anyway, man. um, uh, So you got some random thoughts today? I do. Alright, well, go ahead and break them down. I
2: do. My first one is this. Me and Roger were sitting in the car the other day, and I thought about this. I hate when police sirens go off in music. That really irritates me because it scares me. It makes me slow my car down. It makes me think it's an emergency. I start looking for red and blue flashing lights. It makes me think the cops behind me. Please stop this. Please.
1: <laughs> I remember one time I was on my way uh, back from Fairview State, And I was listening to Ghostface Killer album. And um, one of the songs had... Uh, Periodically had sirens in them, and uh, every once in a while, I didn't, I could like you couldn't really hear because it it's a very loud song. I had it all the way up, but every once in a while, I would just like slow down to get real paranoid. I was like, "Oh shit, cops!" <laughs> but uh, it was always just the Ghostface album, man. Okay, I thought I was the only one. And then finally, one time I was driving and listening to Ghostface, and I got pulled over, and it really was the cops. And I was like, "Damn, <laughs> got a fucking ticket." <laughs> See, it fooled you. Yeah, I know he was like, "Oh, you ignoring me, huh?" I was like, I nah. thought it was Song,
2: um, yeah, and, and it just makes me going to, makes me start sweating and stuff. I was like, okay, am I, I start looking at the speedometer, am I speeding, you know, am I doing yeah. anything illegal? So please stop the damn cops sirens in the background of the
1: music. Yeah, and you're gonna desensitize people to it, and they're gonna end up getting tickets like me. A
2: real ticket. I know how to have a SWAT team on them. They don't know what happened.
1: I wish I could send that ticket to Ghostface. And, I, I, and make him pay for it home. Yeah, did you know Ghostface is on Twitter? He on Twitter. Yeah, he on Twitter, and today he had a long-ass rant about how to wash your body and how to take a shower. And he he was, around here I don't know. He was very upset about people who take those whores baths, as they call them, where you take a wash up. And he was very upset about that. And he wrote, so go follow him. I think it's at Ghostface."
3: <laughs> and
1: he was very upset about it and really went into detail about how that not just to wash your 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 genitals, but you know how hard you need to scrub your balls and your ass and your back. <laughs> it was it was very
0: <laughs>
2: it was very very
1: grandfatherly <laughs> advice there. I'm sorry, continue on. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> he said like the old man, Rockette, just mad at the world.
1: <laughs> I kept imagining it in his voice too, so it's even funnier if you're a Ghostface fan. <laughs>
2: And and the next one is, little kid and old people always get discounts. They get discounts on everything from food to movies to theme parks. What about the people that are between the ages of, you're over 13, Mm -hmm. but you ain't retirement
1: age. Right. In the middle.
2: Yeah, in the middle. So this group in the middle, I thought about, why don't we get discounts? I thought about discounts like, I don't do more than discounts. (laughs) <laughs> that would be a great one uh, for those who don't like to get up early. I would like the no-kids discount for the people who don't have children. <laughs> I would like the labor-paying discount for those women that do have children. Because, mm-hmm. see, I want to fit everybody in the group, right. okay. I don't want nobody to be discarded.
1: But if you got children, aren't you already getting a children's discount? The no, damn, the kids is free. You got to pay full price. Right, okay. See, you know what I'm saying? The kids get the free, you know, right. little menu. But you
2: still got to pay adult price. Right, okay. You know, we, we don't get no discounts. We don't get no 10% off. I don't get no free coffee. I don't get none of that. Right. So I'm tired of paying full price. Right. So I just want these discounts. I wish I could implement them. Um, and the next one is that I'm not a daddy parent discount because there are a lot of good parents out
1: there. Right. And they should get a discount. Yeah,
2: they should get a discount. And I pay my child support discount. For those of you that are paying your child support, male or female, you should get a discount. too. I, I want to try to cover up. Everybody.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. I, I hope, guess
2: I hope I hope everybody out there fit in one of these categories. I guess
1: regular people's discount is just uh, you know coupons. I guess that's the only thing we got. <laughs> if you want to go cut out a coupon? Then I want get a discount get one free. You know. I think they should make discounts for young people that do old shit and old people that do young shit. Uh, like if you old and you go to a to a you know if you're older and you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you should get a discount because. You know, it's actually catered to kids. It's not for you to be in there. That's true. And if you like are young and you want to go to like bingo, you should get you should get a discount because all only old people go to bingo. Yeah,
2: they should have a, they should have them. Anybody fifteen under fifteen percent off. Right. That's what I, I agree. Okay. Good. I'm glad somebody out there feels my pain. And I hate tip jars. I was at Jersey Mike's the other day and they had a tip jar and they was dividing the money up in the tip jar. Tip jars piss me off. And the biggest reason why they piss me off is that Everybody in there makes above minimum wage. Everybody. And I guess it's my anger because I wait, I serve. Mm-hmm. Everybody in there makes minimum wage. And odds are, y'all don't report this income. This is some cash money that y'all just dividing among y'all still because somebody felt bad because you put a damn tip jar in my face. Screw you and your tip jar. Everybody in here <laughs> makes above minimum wage. And I had to refill my own damn drink. Screw <laughs> you. No. No. Tell your boss to pay you more or find another job. I hate tip jars.
1: Yeah, I think um, people don't understand the distaste that, as former waiters, that we have for people who get tips for shit that isn't tip-worthy. No. Like, I needed tips to live. Yes. You just get, You just want tips to get extra. I never tip people on that shit, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an official look. If you ever think you felt like a piece of shit or something for not tipping someone that works behind a counter, don't you don't. If they're making above minimum Minimum wage wage. or minimum wage you do not feel any need to tip them. You should not because I was making $2.13 Yes sir. Now $2.13 was about I don't know $4 $5 away from minimum wage at the time. So I was coming in working with negative minimum wage as far as I'm concerned. And your
2: tips make up the difference. Right. So
1: if I don't make that $5 an hour I lose money basically because of when I go right sign up everything for my check. My boss tells me, Hey, you better not get a check from us. So, anytime you under you know, you're like, Hey, I only made X amount of dollars, yeah, ma- which is below minimum wage, yeah, they
2: make you count that junk out because a lot of times they don't believe you because they know most people make above that.
1: Yeah, well, even if they do believe you, whatever they will. I've had them tell me, Don't claim less than minimum wage because. The government says, look, if this person doesn't make minimum wage, the, the the company has to write you a check. Yes, they do. But I've had them, well, i actually claimed what I honestly made. I've had them come back to me and say, no, no, you do not get to put less than minimum wage. We don't want you, we don't want to be writing you no more checks. You need to claim more tips. Wow. So, yes. Even if you
2: don't have it?
1: Right. They don't give a fuck. So I, I had to do that a couple of times where I was just like, let me just claim whatever. So I can get this. And then the second thing is you're not working hard. Like you you really no. put it like if I had to refill my own drink, throw my own stuff in the trash. Um, You're not pick asking up me
2: own how food. my meal was.
1: Screw you. Right. Pick up my own food. What have you really done to earn the tip? Nothing. You, you did your, your job. Right.
2: You did your job. Your job was to prepare my food, which is what you did. Beyond that, you did
1: nothing extra. For yeah, we you. have no interaction with no. you. A tip.
2: That's right. I, I screw you. I, 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 when I see them, I try to calm myself down. I just want to turn the whole thing over. It just pisses me off every time I see
1: one. Mm, I feel the same way about those Ronald McDonald's Charities.
2: <laughs> what you want to help to the book in
1: No, I'm just kidding I was hey, to say
2: no baby that's not the same. shout out
1: to Mario go ahead
2: <laughs> though baby the, the next one I, I wonder if uh, the people who do our vending machines sometimes the vending machines take our money at our jobs mm-hmm. and the people that do the vending machines they're put little stickies up there with their numbers and all that stuff I wonder if when they come in and let's say you don't write a sticky and they find extra change I wonder if they keep it Probably, I would. I would too. I thought about that. I would keep that extra seventy-five cents.
1: Mhm. That's a car wash or so vacuuming or something.
2: Yeah, cause the um the um machine the machine will never tell.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Cause I thought about that, cause they come in there, they refit it up and stock it up and all that stuff, and I was like, I wonder that they be keeping that money. Mhm. Mhm. All the machines they go to. Mhm. <laughs> I wonder Mr. Coke Man. I just wonder Yep, you probably spend your money on
3: coke. He <laughs> probably <I> do. Cocaine?
2: Okay. <laughs> no, not that kind of coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong coke. <laughs> and the next one is that: Why do the buttholes always want to be on functions at work? Like your potluck, your group functions, and your birthdays. They make me not want to do a damn thing at work other than work.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. The people that normally take the helm of this shit are the people that no one really likes. So they just figured out that one way to get everyone to have to talk to them is to take control of... The potlucks and the holiday fest or whatever the fuck. And then that's supposed to make everybody go, oh, you really put one together this year.
2: Hell no. You know what I do? What? They messed up at my job. They said donations. I gave them $7 and called it a day. Yeah. They was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got my money. Mm-hmm. I'm not functioning in nothing else. <laughs> take my money buy the hell what you want to buy and leave me alone if I show up <laughs> cause I don't want to deal with me but we got to do red no I want blue we got to do green no I want gray well why don't we do the table this way well I don't give a shit
1: I tried to tell you about that uh, tablecloth thing you didn't want to listen to me y'all we went to the dollar store uh, because Karen was like, oh, I need to get brown tablecloth or some shit. Uh, so we go to the Dollar Tree and, you know, because we ain't about to spend no real money on this shit. Say that again.
2: I told him <laughs> I wasn't going to no damn party city. This was not my function.
1: No. So we go up in there and, you know, Karen got all this bass in the voice right now. She, <laughs> she wasn't standing with a chest that day. <laughs> we went up in there and I was like, so uh, they don't have brown. And I said, okay, Karen. Well, look, they only got red, blue, green, whatever. Yeah. Just grab the red ones and bring them to work and either say you picked the wrong color or tell them you, they didn't have this color they wanted, so you made an executive decision and uh, picked red, which is the closest one, because you ain't about to be going to store to store to find this shit. No, Karen wouldn't mm-hmm. do it. So like, I got to I gotta tell them that when I get back to work, and I'm going to go to the other dollar store on the other side of town and... Dollar stores aren't in good parts of town. No, they're in case not. You don't know. Yeah. So I'm like, so you gonna wait till after dark to go to the robbery dollar store? Like,
3: <laughs>
2: what's the fucking <laughs> point of that? No, it's and, and it's pointless. And I think the thing that pissed me off is that when well, you did with buttholes, you come in with the wrong thing, you gotta hear that lips flap. So I was like, oh hell no, I do not want to hear you go through a five minute rant about how I couldn't find the color and how you got to do everything. I was like, you know what, screw it. So what happened was that when I went back to work, I sent an email saying how I couldn't find it. Then just so happened somebody else did email said hey I couldn't find my stuff either so we ended up have to have a meeting cause for some reason everybody skipped past Thanksgiving and went straight to Christmas so all them Thanksgiving colors is gone now and everybody right. putting out their Christmas colors so we was having problems finding a lot of stuff so one girl she was like I'll just um go and um get it for you I was like good. Because right. I was like I don't want to be bothered Let's Then there was some people they, they was going on I went to five Great bitch You went to five stores I'm was wasting my gas Because y'all would not going to pay me to do this This is optional
1: Right No Yeah I hate when holiday parties Become an ordeal Now it's some shit I gotta do Like I don't even care about y'all that much I have family That I don't do that much shit for Say for that again And
2: I got family Depending on who they is And what they call about I still might not call them back Or come by Right So you definitely ain't nobody Right and my next random thought is that I like the bathrooms in the grocery store on the white side of town. And the reason why is because they always clean. And one um, grocery store bathroom, the bathroom's like a small spa. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, for real. You walk in, the floors are marble. They got a lounge area. You, you know how you go in the regular bathrooms? Y'all all tight. Mm, each bathroom has its own separate stall right. with its own door you can shut. You know, you got the the, the self flushing toilets. You know, you got pretty things to look at. It smells nice. They everything. They everything but the bathroom attendance.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've been in the nice bathroom in the uh, Harris T on our side of town, and um the main thing that I like about renting uh, an apartment on this side of town is that we get all the advantages of white shit, but we don't have to do nothing for it, you know? It's like, uh, you know, going into the white section, uh I guess, back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't gotta go sit in the color bathroom today? Cool. Cool, I, I will take this. So, yeah, I, yeah, that is, uh, I agree. I, I do like the bathrooms over here better.
2: Yeah, I, I do.
1: The bathroom and food line, you go up in there, you might mean. get snatched up. You
3: don't, <laughs> don't know what's going on. It's like a I horror might,
2: movie. Might, you might get back there with the stock and they'll never see you again. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, no, thank Even you. Even that police be like, ugh, you going in there? <laughs> no, I will hold my sir. I will hold my piss. I home. No, thank you. <laughs> um... My next style is, speaking of grocery stores, my next thought is that why all people who work at the grocery store know more about the wine department? Are they secret alcoholics and
1: they don't want to tell you? I don't know. Last time we went to Harris Teeter, man, we had like two or three people come up to us. They were professionals. And suggest us drinking some type of special wine. It's like, what are y'all wine-o's in here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I own all these alcoholics handling my, my groceries.
2: It's, it's like $800 a wine. Well, I've tried every one sir, ma'am, And I've done, you know, I've I've tried this one, and this one tastes better than that one, and this one is a better dessert wine, and white is better than red, and you might want to try the Blanco, and I was like, damn, um, I didn't know they had wine attendance here.
1: Yeah, suddenly it was like being on the white side of town was hurting us because mm-hmm. they pay their employees so much they can actually afford wine. That's true, too. (laughs) You never had this problem at the Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) Hell
2: no, they don't serve wine. Uh, They serve that for loco at the Piggly (laughs) Wiggly. And And more liquor. Wine (laughs) is not on the agenda. They wouldn't know what to do with wine. What do I do with this fancy bottle? Let's bust (laughs) each other upside the head. We have nothing else to do here at the Piggly (laughs) Weekly. So I was just wondering. (laughs) You know, but they were more helpful, though. They were very helpful, baby. They were more helpful than the people at Totally Wine. I think they I knew more than the people at Totally Wine. <laughs> yeah. And Totally Wine is a wine store.
1: Yeah, they turned into some wine sales. When you watch yes, right they
2: did. And I and I, and I I might say the wine he suggested was outrageous. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so he did know what he was talking about. <laughs> he
3: sure did. Yeah,
2: he was so high. I guess because we go to the store at the time, we must see. I know because some of the people that, some of the Harris just kind of rotate around so he must uh, see us all the time and he, he must knew we were coming back he said, and when you come back, tell me how it was I was like, oh, okay, I guess I, I will next time,
1: I don't know I don't, think, me. I don't think those people really know remember us or whatever well, maybe they do, because maybe it's not that many black people coming in there, but I don't think they really remember us I just think that you think everybody remembers us you, you used to think that about the dude that, that worked at the Best Buy. That oh, old man, that motherfucker don't know us from Adam.
3: <laughs> Karen, every
1: time you know the old the old man's job is to check your bag when you leave. Karen, act like he's stopping us for as doing us a favor or
3: something. Like he ain't gonna stop every
1: motherfucker that's leaving. She's like, oh, he stopped us again. I guess he knew. Like no, he's stopping everybody. <laughs> he don't know us. You know what I mean? Hundreds of people that do sees every day. That's true. But one person did remember me because when I cut my hair, she looked at me. She said, "You cut your hair?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, I did."
2: I was like, "Somebody paying attention." Yeah, I think some of the black
1: I think some of the black women know you, but that's because you got a husband, and they'd be like, "What?" A black woman can have a man? Yes, she can. And they look happy, too.
2: I know. I think that's what shocked them and surprised them. But look here, bitch. You can smile at his face, but you come over here. I got something for you.
1: <laughs> can we just come to the next point?
2: <laughs> I'm just making that crystal I'm clear. Don't fair the there. people
1: Harris Teeter They're listen to this. Oh,
2: that is right. No, I'm just making that clear out there. Making clear. You know, Roger, don't play Fable. Fable is a video game. I can separate the two.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh, right. Uh huh. All right. Am I wrong for not caring how my coworkers' weekend went? Am I wrong for just not giving a damn about how your weekend went? Um, uh, because every Monday somebody always asks me. This drives me crazy. Cause I don't give a shit what you did. And honestly, you don't either. You just want to talk to me.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. People don't even. Asked what your weekend was, or didn't they do? They just setting you up so they can tell you how theirs was. Yes, like theirs was the best ever. I don't give a damn at your and what the, are people making shit up on all I think they are. Like, especially women, man. Like, yo, so. I know your weekend wasn't spectacular every weekend. Mm-mm. And there's always some crazy shit. Like, oh, we went skiing, then we flew to the moon, then I came down. <laughs> we went fishing, I caught a whale, I threw it back. <laughs> I was trapped in the belly of the whale for a while, I started a fire, I got blown out the well no, then I just showed up here at 8 o'clock like always like I was uh, like stop uh, lying dog yeah,
2: shit that, wasn't like, that great best weekend ever and people quit you know some people don't even ask me no but it was how you I'm like fine and I don't I, I don't elaborate I don't I don't even ask them I end the conversation right there I say fine and turn around yeah because when you say how was yours all of a sudden you got a 20 minute pointless conversation about your cat Your dog, Mm. your husband, your cankers. I don't give a damn about what happened to you this weekend. I'm just here to work. But like this, if they didn't pay me, my ad, you wouldn't see me. I agree. You know, maybe that's just me. I I just don't care. Mm,
1: not just you. Okay.
2: I, I I was and I wanted that for a long time because I've been looking at people like I, I'm not really that concerned because some of the topics they talk about at my job is inappropriate. Because one day I was um, putting some filing some papers and the people behind and this is why I stay at my break room at my job because they talk about all kinds of crap in the break room. People behind me at my break room talking about strippers and I mean just at, in the workplace was talking about um. Bachelor parties, and I was like, Oh, let me get the hell from over here. But somebody think that I'm talking about this too? Right. No, I'm not. This is not appropriate in the workplace. I understand that, uh, you know, certain departments feel like that they can do whatever they want to, but HR can bring their ass up there too, right? You I know, mean, maybe that's just me. You offend the wrong person, all of a sudden, party over, and everybody lost their job, or were you saying something stupid?
1: Yeah, I, I think people do that a lot, they bring up religion at work and you know, politics at work, and it's just, you know, these things aren't appropriate to be discussed there, because, you know, specifically with me, I don't believe in most of the shit people believe in anyway, and I think a lot differently than most people in in mainstream, you know, type of thought, so, you know, a lot of times I end up offending them, and I don't mean to, but it's just one of those, like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing this shit, why would you ever bring this up to me, so... You know.
2: And a lot of times I think that a lot of people, especially women, are terrible about, don't you agree? Sometimes I've been looking at them like, no, not really, but I, I, a lot of times I just say I understand. I don't yeah. say I agree, because a lot of times. You're talking about some shit that I really don't agree with, but I don't wanna sit here and argue with you at my job. Yeah. Because we have philosophical differences.
1: Yeah, like that racist lady at your job that said she don't believe in mulatto babies.
2: Yeah, she called them zebra babies. And I started dying laughing. Chonella she's talking about y'all, but she was saying she don't believe in zebra babies. Yeah, how she got a, still
1: got a job? Like how does that person make it through a fucking interview? I mean I, I don't know. I think know. if I had if I had interview questions, I would change all the normal yeah. questions like well name a time that you've been in a country, you know, a hard situation and had to work your way out. Like I would start saying stuff like, So what do you think about Obama? And it wouldn't be about if they agreed or disagreed, it would just be like how they talk. If they start talking about zebra babies and mulattoes then guess what you, you don't get the fuck goal. you don't make it past the stage of no, the interview no you
2: don't and my thing I was talking about Trinilla my thing is that I don't care like black white that's irrelevant to me but some people are really offended when it comes to race mixing and things like that that shit you need to keep to yourself you do not bring that to the right yeah, I actually do care I
1: think Everybody should have to have mixed babies. Everybody. They are beautiful children. I'm I mean, they not, are no, not, not, not just because of how they look. I mean, that's superficial, Karen. Oh. I'm talking about people getting to know each other. Because after everybody has or knows somebody of mixed race that's in their family or something, they'll start looking at shit differently. Yes, it's they the will. Same, the same way when, with, with, you know, people have all these fucking judgments they pass on different races, different sexualities and shit until they know somebody and then it's like oh wait a minute so uh, I guess all gay people aren't like such and such. No they're not. But when you don't know any or you don't acknowledge any and the only ones you see are the ones on TV. Yeah that are very flamboyant to. Or even if they're just period on TV. However you feel about that gay person on TV is how you feel about gay people mm-hmm. which is not fair you know no it's you not you look at uh you know like the real world or something like they have all these stereotypes in one house and people take all these things home with them you know that the people that don't know anybody outside right. of their life That's like right. life like that so they take all these stereotypes home with them and they just go hey uh gay people are like this did you know that and it's like yeah but do you realize that everybody on the real world is cast that way because they're an asshole like, they're not mm-hmm. casting good people and good yeah. examples. So, yeah. Um, yeah. it's just funny to me that, you know, people need to mix up their fucking, you know, mix your life up a little bit, man. And, and they do. And speaking
2: of mixing up my life, um, is it me? I know, Rod, I'm, before I go on, Roger hates sweet tea. He hates tea,
3: period. Mm-hmm. So it's long
1: hour iced tea. Which is not made out of tea. Which is delicious. Which is not made out of tea. Which is why it's so good. You like it too. Don't be getting mad.
2: I do. But I was highly upset and, and surprised when you told me it was not made out of tea. I let you who like Santa Claus. This I almost started to argue with you for a little bit.
1: You was highly intoxicated. That's and and that's probably
2: why I didn't argue with you. Because I, cause I was fitting that Long Island to the head. <laughs> so I didn't argue with you. I just tweeted about it. And then everybody was like, yeah, he's right. It is not made out of iced tea. Yeah. I was like, well, "What? give me this color. They was like, Coke. I was like, oh. Liars. It's
1: still delicious. It anyway, is delicious. so on, which your point?
2: My point is this. Stop hating. <laughs> My point is this. I love iced tea. Not instant. Instant iced tea is terrible for you people who never had brewed iced tea. I'm talking about brewed iced tea. I think it's made out of crack. And the reason why I think it's made out of crack, because I know it's not good for which you. Which one is made out of crack?
1: The instant or the no,
2: not, no brew. Yeah, okay. the brew I see instant I see is terrible. Ugh. Oh, ugh, it's like ugh, I can't explain it, but it's nasty. Um, I like brew where you got the tea bags. You gotta let it do its little process with the hot water. That's what I'm talking about right
1: there. Now, uh, so you a tea bagger
2: now? <laughs> and that way, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, me and the tea bags go a long way if they talking about that type of tea. Yeah, minty is best friends. What's up, y'all? Hey. <laughs> I don't think this is the kind of tea baggers that want to hang out with you. Okay, okay, but uh, but a lot, <laughs> but uh, most of the tea baggers, with exception, some are from down south, so we can have a, a
1: you know a, a nicely fresh brewed couple hours. I wonder why uh, like Lipton or somebody like that hasn't co-opted the tea bag movement into their advertising. I mean, you don't have to actually have a party affiliation. Mm-mm. What they should do is just show this huge rally of. People holding up tea bags and shit like that. <laughs> of tea, and then you pay it out, and it's not a rally for politics or anything. It's just people that want tea.
2: I would definitely be in that commercial.
1: Yeah. I would be in that commercial.
2: Because, like I was saying, I think it's a matter of crap. Because I know it's mostly sugar. Mm-hmm. I do. And I, Roger, Roger is my witness. I've been getting better because I don't even order it most of the time we go out. But I can't help myself. I always end up ordering it every now and then. It's nothing like a good iced tea. I guess get down south.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. You have been doing better though. Yes. I just don't like the idea. Karen does this crap that's. I think I've talked about it before. She'll like order iced tea and water. Yes. And then drink the drink the iced tea. Yes. And sip on the water a little bit. Like, yes. stop wasting my fucking time. You are not. You're not fooling nobody. You're an iced tea drinker. We and, know this.
2: And and on top of that, the uh, the funny part about it is that. Especially if you go to, like, the Chinese restaurants or the people that don't speak good English. A lot of times they look at you so confused when you order more than one drink. They don't know how to handle that.
3: Yeah, I don't
1: know why you keep wasting their time with that shit. <laughs> See, and that. as a waiter, I know you never liked it. So why would you... <laughs> I hated people that did that shit. Let me get an orange juice and a water. Why? Why? <laughs> orange juice is clearly better than water and costs more fucking drink the orange juice and leave me the fuck out of this. You <laughs> i to make two trips and check your glass twice and shit. Yo, Sididdy motherfucker, nobody cares about...
3: <laughs>
1: oh, I'm trying to cut back. I'm just gonna Why? drink yes. a half a liter of orange juice and take a sip of water. Yes, I am, Sididdy. Two drink
2: people out there, hey!
1: Um, alright, so I got a couple random thoughts, too. Um, Vincent Van Gogh, he cut his ear off, and that was... That's like what he's famous for as an artist. Yes. Um... He cut his ear off and mailed it to the woman that he supposedly that he loved, mm-hmm. which now that I'm older sounds kind of fucking crazy. Yes, it does. Sounds way more stalkerish than lovers. Yes, it does. Um, so I've heard like I've heard that a lot in my history classes, and uh, one thing I never heard is how did it work out? Ha! Did they get back together? Oh, no. He wouldn't be able to hear anyway. I mean, sending a severed ear to somebody is gross and psycho. Yes, it is. But it's also endearing. I mean. Endearing? Yeah, because, you know, it's also, hey, I was loved you so much. I was willing to cut a piece of myself off and send it to you. That's how much our love means to me. No, thank you. So I mean I wanna know if they got back together. Did they get married? Did they you know, maybe that was the last straw. Or maybe he was so mad because women love to talk. Y'all love to talk. And maybe maybe he lost his temper for a second. He was like, Bitch, shut the fuck up. I was he's talking my ear off and, and he literally was like, I'm I will sing you my ear to show you I've talked this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> like he's such an artist that he was just showing his frustration. Wow! I
2: know, man. He did that literally, didn't he? It's deep. It's oh, deep. Wow, that's deeper than I ever would have known.
1: Um, on those free credit report commercials, um, that do remember the ones that used to rhyme and do with the with the guitars like F R F R W? Yes, I love those. Well, one of the lines says, "I should have seen this coming at me like an atom bomb." Yes. Is that really an analogy you want to use right there? Because not only is that horribly gruesome as an image for people to see because it's terrible. No one wants to think about the atom bombs and how they destroyed Japan. But also, more importantly, it's not true. You cannot, you can't see this coming like an atom bomb. That was the whole point of the atom bomb. Nobody saw the atomic bomb coming. That was the problem. Like, they was... It, it might not have been so bad if Hiroshima and Nagasaki would clear it out. But instead, it killed so many innocent people because there was no way to see it coming. So, that line is actually the the complete opposite of what what, what it was about. It wouldn't have been as deadly. So, I don't know. I think that was a dumbass line. If
2: that's the case, watch your credit score, damn it.
1: Yeah. Um... Political ads, you know, I've noticed that they were, you know, the uh, the elections just for midterm just passed by a couple of weeks ago. Yes, sir. I have noticed that they were kind of snippy again, you know, and of course in you know 2008 it was really bad, yeah. uh, with Obama and stuff. Oh, um. Yeah. So I was thinking, you think by like 2050, political ads are just gonna be the craziest most vile shit you can say about somebody. Ah. Like they won't even be 30 seconds anymore. It's just gonna be like don't vote for him. He'll rape you. Oh. Uh, You know, just a, a montage of like a whole bunch of black sitcom characters, you know, like J.J. Walker saying dynamite and <laughs> talking about, what you talking about, Willis and Bill Cosby making that face when he does that dance and then it would be like, is the White House really ready for a black man? You know, that's why
3: <laughs> you know, they just
1: show everybody a clip from Tyler <laughs> Perry and they'd be like y'all gonna keep voting for this shit, this is Medea, you know, y'all <laughs> this is what they like to watch. Oscar, <laughs> um, we don't know no black people. Right.
3: <laughs> Speaking of
1: black people, yes, I'm fucking sick of lazy baggers at the grocery store, man. Who wrote this rule that you don't have to bag liquids? So if, yes. if I buy some fucking milk, I gotta carry the milk in the, with the bottle handle. If I buy a, a six pack of coke. I got to find a way to manipulate it so I can grab the coke.
2: I don't know. Do most people tell them not to do that? Because I tell them, put it in the bag. That's the yeah. purpose of the bag. I don't want to carry this six pack of coke. I don't want to carry no cold ass milk to my car. Bag it.
1: Yeah, and if I don't say anything, they don't bag it. They will not. And then sometimes I feel awkward saying something to them. Cause I don't bag my shit because this is extra work for me. Well, you was with me today and they ain't bag that milk. And you didn't say nothing. That's because I probably paying attention. Oh, okay. I can guarantee you that. Well, I think it's also because a lot of women do the uh, cashier part, and a lot of times I think they don't think about how you have to carry something because a lot of women don't carry shit. That's true. You know, it's like... It's like a lot of heavy groceries. Right. It's like when we're at the store and Karen's like, oh, you know what else we need? Some milk, a six-pack of Coke, some orange juice... (laughs) And, some, and I'm just thinking in my head, like, I gotta carry all this heavy shit. <laughs> like, she's not, I mean, a part of the reason you get married, a part of the reason that we are together is, you know, you don't want your woman to have to think about that kind of shit all the time, you know, that's, that's part of the deal, but still, I do have to think <laughs> about it. So now, I'm just thinking, you know, oh, did we get a dining room table? Like, what? How you just gonna <laughs> throw that shit in <laughs> yeah, and all other shit? Minute. <laughs> like I gotta carry this shit now. Anyway, <laughs>
2: we
1: did see a movie this weekend. Yes, we did. But it was an old movie.
2: Yes, it was. It was
1: Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Yes,
2: it was very good. I enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, we're all caught up now, ready to go watch the newest one, yes. The Deathly Hallows. Hopefully, sometime this week during the holiday, yes, we can go catch up and watch that. Um, I also want to watch Faster by the with the Rock. That come out. Yeah, that comes out Wednesday.
2: Oh, we definitely gonna go see that. We might even go see it Wednesday since we off Thursday and Friday, dawg. Yeah, hey,
1: Larry yeah. was Larry was talking bad about the movie, talking about a movie with The Rock can't be good. I was like, I don't know what, what you are talking
2: about. The ones that I've seen that he's been in, I'm
1: trying to think: Gridiron Game, The Rundown, Walking Tall. Oh, All um, good. I like those movies. I did uh, too. I think it was either Get Shorty or no, it was Be Cool. That was another good one. So, I, I don't want to hear that shit, man. The Rock has been in some good movies. Yes, he's been in some shitty movies, but it's not to the point where I would think it's crazy to think that The Rock could be in another good movie. That's just, that's ridiculous to me. You know, if Eddie Murphy could do the clumps after 10 years of shitty movies, I think we can give The Rock a break until he proves otherwise. True. Um, anyway, so The Half-Blood Prince, man, basically, uh, it's a little more grown up.
2: Yes, it is a little bit more a lot more darker than the previous had of Harry Potter. It's so like as the time went on the characters just got darker.
1: Yeah, I see they're also starting to put a lot more with the love interest in there and stuff. Yes,
2: which is actually very funny. So Harry's
1: about to get him some draws, dog. <laughs> but uh they keep saying they were snogging, but they don't talk about fucking and snogging just means kissing. So I don't know what age these kids are at or about- 14, 15, 15, 16, somewhere around in there. But in the magic world, they still ain't fucking yet. Like, they ain't even trying. They just, she's knocking my lips off. Nah, Nah. nah. Don't y'all, don't y'all people talking about them,
2: them books. You know they was talking about them draws in their book.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If they weren't, man, then I really, really think down on a lot of people that read those books. Like, <laughs> no way you make it through the teenage years and don't get it. hair fighting
2: and didn't touch breasts? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. yeah. They hadn't even got the second base in hard awards, but they know how to teleport. To, to the moon. Nah, darling. <laughs> I
3: don't believe in this shit.
1: But nah, I really did like it, man. They, I did too. They they killed my homie Dumbledore. Rest I know. in peace. Rest, Yeah, I was kind of sad. And I, it, may, it reminded me, though, when the movie came out, they made this big deal about how Dumbledore was gay in the book or something, or they were finally going to allude to it in the movies and stuff, but... I didn't really get that feeling. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just to get more people to see the movie or cause a stir. But honestly, there's no gay or not gay subplot to the movie. No. Maybe it was in a book or something. But, you know, I'm not reading a book for a gay subplot. That's just no. dumb. But, um, yeah, it just, I didn't really. I mean, I noticed he was matching a little bit better. And he had a prettier hat. You know, I noticed that ah, shit, but I
2: realized this beard had like a little tie knot. Yeah, there. you know,
1: but I, I don't want to say that makes a man gay. I, mm-hmm. I know he also took that that thing about knitting the knitting magazine from Homeboy's house. I <laughs> did knitting. Yeah, that was that was like okay. You trying <laughs> to hit first, me over the head with the gayness?
2: <laughs> and at first, I don't know why. I thought it was a porn book, but I said, like, I gotta remember this is Harry Potter because yeah. they had like a lady on the front. I was like, is that lady naked?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> Not in Harry Potter. They don't believe in titties and, and Harry Potter. They believe in unicorns and dead horses flying around. But you talking about some titties, they look at you Body like it's crazy. Over. Like, I never heard of that. Titties? Why would I want to touch those? Ew. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. But yeah, man, they killed my man Dumbledore. I guess my dude Snape turned out to be a real... Villain. Which after all. I didn't see coming. So yeah, I didn't know if he was or not. I mean, honestly I thought he was gonna be a villain. Um, and then they kind of flip it halfway through what Dumbledore supposedly knows about all this. Uh, what I'm really hoping is that he pulls a uh you know, like a Gandalf in um, uh Lord of the Rings where he just comes back. Yeah. I think Dumbledore's gonna come back. I don't care. I know y'all read the books and y'all already know. I don't give a fuck. I think he's gonna come back in the next in hope, the last movie. I hope he does too. Because I know they talked about that trick where you can put part of your soul in another object but you have to murder somebody or something Like to, that, so you to can't die. It, yeah. So I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe there's something that Dumbledore can do mm. that isn't dark magic but maybe it's light magic or something. Anyway, I, I just I don't so. want to be dead, y'all. I know. It was sad too. Oh... It was so sad, man. But so anyway. We'll, up,
2: we'll update y'all about the, the next version of Harry Potter. We got, what, two more. We got the one in December. The last part comes out with June, July of next year or something yeah, like that.
1: so we'll go watch that one hopefully next week. Cool. So you ready to talk about some news? Yes, sir. Well, talking about um, magic and boobs. Okay. Um, Cat Stacks catches big break in deport deportation uh, case.
2: Deportation? She ain't supposed to be here?
1: Mm-mm. You know we um. don't allow in uh, aliens from Star Wars to be on Earth. Ah, gotta ah, have ah. some type of passport.
2: We don't have no in, 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 inter collection action going on here. No, ain't no
1: intergalactic action. Um, jailed celebrity groupie Cat Stacks has reportedly landed a big break in, in her deportation case after being arrested earlier this month in Nashville, Tennessee, and detained in immigration custody. According to Stacks, the possibility of being deported has been thrown out. The young mother-born Andrea Herrera Cardina was, detailed in, was detained in Nashville, Tennessee just three days after celebrating her 21st birthday. Uh, wow, she's only 21, so she can officially drink now. Wow. Uh, she current she's currently being held without bail at the Nashville Correctional Depart Development Center for females, where a police assistant told Vibe last week the young groupie had a 90 percent chance of being deported. But on Wednesday, uh, I Hate Cat Stacks, which is a Twitter name, had some different news. The judge called off the deportation order. I'm just waiting to give them for them to give me a bond price. So she basically is, hey, how much can I? I just need to pay my bond and I'm out. So did a
2: rapper pay to get smug her own on stand
1: then? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Wow. The judge decided she could stay. Wow. Oh no, we almost had a damn! So close, i so fucking tired of almost locking up these celebrities. And these punk ass negative people, Ah. and they keep getting the fuck out, man. First of all, Gucci Mane. I'm gonna stay vigilant until Ah. you get locked up One day we're gonna get them. So, I got some good news, too. Okay. DMX got arrested for another felony arrest.
2: I told you he keeps his lawyer busy as hell.
1: Yeah, he got jailed again, so we got him for now. Temporarily. Uh, a representative for jail rapper DMX has stepped forward to unravel the truth behind her client's felony arrest in Arizona yesterday. According to his manager, Nakia Walker. Why does she still have that job? And why does she want her name associated with this? Say that again. If I was his manager, I'd be like, Please just don't say my name, can you? Is she even getting paid. She's vo- She volunteering for this. Yeah, I think she gets ten percent of his bail. She um, got to. Which is pretty good, pretty good living. Um According to his manager, Nakia Walker, X merely missed a scheduled uh, meeting. Why do they always do that? Like, it's DMX, and then his last... like that's like, well, his last name is X, so... Mr. X or whatever, like that's
2: not his real damn name. Yeah,
1: what happened to his real name? Which is like Earl or something. Oh yeah, just like Gucci Mane, Dicky yeah. Mane. Mr. Maine was let out today mm-hmm. on charges. Like no, you no know, white people, no white people. Calling about a government name. So Earl merely missed a scheduled meeting with his probation officer, which led to his arrest. Uh, Dmx was locked up once again in Arizona's Marcopia. Mar- Marciopa, Marciopa. I don't know how you pronounce that. Mark, Marciopa County yesterday, November 18th, for violating his probation. It seems he will remain in lockup until November 24th. So he's going to miss Thanksgiving. Uh, wow. wow. He's going to be locked up until his November 24th hearing, according to ex's manager, Nakia Walker. Walker told Double XL that the Yonkers MC was arrested for failing to meet with his probation officer and could face up to eight months in jail if convicted. He just got his ass out. He loved jail. Yeah, I think so too Like freedom to him is jail He's like oh I gotta be free again Fuck uh, Earl sometimes has uh, a hard time Following the rules that's all <laughs> You Don't say
2: He's a grown ass man How long he, everybody got rules Jail got rules too now <laughs> you No know, I'm serious no matter where you
1: go uh, He didn't check in with his probation officer And pretty much extended uh, Their hand and they violated him So Basically homeboy is uh, Gone, no, man. For possibly up to eight months, because he couldn't meet with his fucking parole officer. Wow, that's a dumbass way to go back to jail. Yes,
2: that is.
1: Speaking of dumbass ways to go back to jail, okay. Incarcerated rapper Ti has opened up about his time behind bars after serving just over two weeks of his 11-month jail sentence on probation violation. According to a message posted by TIP on his website, TrapMusic.com, jail has been painful, to say the least. This experience is truly a pain I have never felt before. Oh, so they must be going in this butthole now.
3: Mm.
1: And you know, you can't go back to prison but so many times before they finally try to butt. I'm sorry, T.I. <laughs> a too small,
3: <laughs>
1: This experience is truly a pain I've never felt before. And that's saying a lot for a nigga who's been down, down locked up as many times as I have, Tip wrote. I see this as a real ass-whooping. The kind of, you don't just go back outside and play afterwards. You take your... So is he's relating to shit to when you get an ass-whooping as a kid? I'm assuming so. Nigga, this is prison. Nah, I know. It's worse than a real ass-whooping.
2: Last last time I checked, I was about to go outside my room.
1: Wasn't the last one a real ass-whooping? I thought so. You spent two years in there. All prison is a real ass-whooping. There's no varying degrees of like, well, this time they mean it. Like, (laughs) they ain't fucking around. They really do want me to be in prison, y'all. It's crazy. Oh, uh, you can't just keep having guns and drugs everywhere. It's crazy. Uh, that's, yeah. Um. This is the kind you don't just go back outside to play afterwards. You take your ass to bed and don't come out your room until it's time to go to school. I think my dad told me this once. Oh yeah. I don't know what effects this will have on my life moving forward, but I'm certainly sick and motherfucking tired of going to jail, juvie, prison, the pen, correctional facilities, or whatever else you want to call it.
2: Nigga, you didn't have to go back. You was free. <laughs>
0: I don't comprehend this.
2: But he is sick and tired
1: of going back to if prison. If he's sick and
0: tired, what the hell did he get caught for? Uh, y'all should well, do that shit at y'all
1: house then. He wasn't sick and tired before, Karen. This is the last straw. Word. This is the prison time that broke the camel's back. Word. Uh, I'd have been better off doing a 5 to 10 year bid one time than going in time and time again for days, weeks, and months for the last 15 years of my life. He also promised to do, to better his ways following the jail bid. Really? that
2: what you said last time? Yeah, remember? And then you almost caught me. I actually believed what you were saying in your last CD. And damn it, you tricked me. So hell no, I don't believe
1: you. Yeah. Your homeboy is dead and gone, huh?
2: Yeah, I was feeling
1: that. Had Justin Timberlake on that crying and shit. Look at you, Clifford.
2: I'm hurt. For real, though. Look what you
1: did to Karen Clifford.
2: I'm for real. <sighs> so sad. Screw you, Pete T.I.
1: At one time, I thought my motivation for continuing was my fans, my partner for life, my pops, my grandma, even the haters or the people I let down. But nah, I gotta do this ish for me, he said. I'll be goddamned if I come all this way and made it through so much hell to, get it do- to-, to let it go down like this. Fuck that. If an hour in the dark is worth a second in the sun, then pass me the motherfucking shades because I'm ready to cash my darkest hours in ASAP. So, I don't know. Dude just basically, uh, talking about he's gonna turn it around for real this time. I hope he does, because I was highly upset. Speaking of turning it around for real. Yes, sir. Did Tony Parker cheat on Eva Longoria with his teammate's wife? I don't
2: know. They were saying they were going to send in Texas. They were saying it was hundreds of Texas.
1: Well, it says Eva Longoria found hundreds of text messages to her husband, Tony Parker, from the wife of one of his teammates. The actress tells pal Mario Lopez of Extra. Now, anytime your wife is pals with somebody that works at Extra, Mario Lopez at that. Yo, yo, when, yo, your marriage is gonna fail. Yes, it is. Like, if that nigga's invited to the wedding, y'all getting married for the wrong reason. Yes, y'all are. You marrying the wrong type of chick. But, you know, a lot of times these celebrities that marry each other, you know, they're not getting married the way normal people get married. You know, it's just. It's almost like a convenience, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a big newspaper. I'm pretty. You pretty. Let's get married. Yeah, move your career up. Um, let's see. The woman's identity wasn't revealed, nor was the name of the San Antonio Spurs player. A source tells people the woman, the woman was actually the wife of form of a former, not current teammate. Well, now everybody knows it's Brett Berry's wife. So, uh, everybody like Brett Berry is a, was a former teammate. And she's the one that supposedly was texting back and forth, even though they claim they didn't actually have sex. They they did have all these text messages. And I believe both parties are filing for divorce. I believe uh, Eva Longoria is filing for divorce from Tony Parker. And I believe that Brett Berry or Brett Berry, how you pronounce it, Since
2: he, he still active player?
1: No. He doesn't play anymore. Okay. So, uh, I believe he's also filing for divorce for his wife. Wow. Uh, Longoria, 35, filed for divorce on Wednesday. amid reports that Parker, 28, cheated on her. The divorce petition cites irreconcilable differences. And Longoria is seeking spousal support. So oh, she ain't ready to get paid. Yeah, I thought she had more money than him. So. She probably
2: does, but it don't matter. She leaving, she gonna get paid
1: more. Uh, Longoria says that Parker cheated on her earlier in their marriage and they kept in touch. And he kept in touch with the woman on Facebook according to Lopez. She is <laughs> Facebook is the devil.
2: I know what all people think that.
1: She is devastated. She wants us all to know that, Lopez said. But she's strong. Um so alright. I'm sure there's more on the story since I, you know, got this article. But um I know part of this is involving Brett Berry, but there's also a rumor that they were able to have um like sex. With other men, and I mean that for both of them, like oh. that they were swingers, and oh, so they were
2: swingers. So how can you file
1: for cheating if y'all are swingers?
2: I don't comprehend that either.
1: Yeah, so I really do wonder if, um, you know, that's gonna be a problem. Uh, you know, when I wonder if that's gonna be a problem when they do that, because how do you prove? Well, my t- my swinging wasn't the same as his cheating. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, supposedly, you know, they think that Tony Parker is a swinger. You know, we'll find out uh, what the truth is later. Or maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. Who cares? Alright, man. Here's a, um... Here's a video that we had from a news incident, and it looked like for some reason the connection acted up, but it should be loading up soon. But, uh, apparently these twins shot each other. Oh! Yes. They shot each other, and... Hopefully when this video loads up, we can get to the bottom of why they did this shit. Cause it's Which company's stupid. founder invented the oh, lump great. First, let's go through 30 seconds of our article. You want to talk about some other shit for 30 seconds? Yes, let's do that. Uh, So, um, you know, I heard you've been having sex with people on Fable.
2: I have. So only you think there's some Tony Fable. Parker
1: swing shit going on in my house? mm I know what you, Ty Diamond, and Chick Fingers get up to.
2: Yeah, but Ty Diamond been a good husband. Ch- Chick Fingers cheating on me. Chick
1: figures cheated on me. <laughs> yes, sir. You Shout
2: Good, he been paying child support and everything. Now, I give him credit for that.
1: Chick figures, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't believe not only would you cheat with Karen, but you were also poor this shit. Anyway, let's just go
3: to the club. I can't think about this now. Police rushed to this outdoor shooting range south of Denver Monday after twin sisters who were both practicing in the same stall were shot in the head. The 29-year-old women haven't been identified, but authorities say they were both from Australia. One of the twins died at the scene. The other was taken to a hospital with critical injuries. Apparently, the two ladies uh, were shot simultaneously, or thereabouts, and the how and the why, we really don't know. Police believe the women had taken a taxi to the range and had been there for more than an hour when they were shot not to see what actually Authorities say the sisters were practicing with a small caliber weapon and firing at a lane where shooters stand behind a wooden wall and shoot through an opening that resembles a window. They say there was no apparent indication of any dispute between the sisters or anyone entering or leaving the area. Rossinson, the Associated Press.
1: Damn, what did them sisters do to somebody? I don't know. Well here's what I think might happen. Maybe they made a plan to kill themselves. I dash. Like maybe they shot each other to kill themselves, you know, for some reason. I mean they came out from Australia to the US, they took a cab up there, you know, maybe they shot themselves, man. Why? Wow. Seems like, I don't know. They were both shot in the head at the same time? Um, yeah, like they you know? aimed at each other and
2: just said, okay, let's pull at the same time.
1: Yeah, maybe if you don't have access to a gun, you just go to a shooting range there and get access to a lethal weapon. And but you just, there's
2: nobody monitoring
1: that? Maybe, well, it says they waited an hour. Maybe they waited an hour till, you know, the people monitoring them had to give them what, like, go away or okay, something. Okay, took a break or something. But yeah, I would not wow. be surprised if that turned out to be some type of. um you know, some type of setup or something, man. I, it was, wow. It wouldn't be surprising to me at all.
2: That's nuts. Yep. I love you, but honey, I'm not shooting myself for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to inform you. I ain't
1: cutting off no ears. Mm, you gonna shoot yourself for me if I need you to. Mm-hmm. No, sir. That's how I roll. So, mm-hmm. we got another video on here, too, and of course, we got to wait for advertising before we can do that, because everybody loves ads. Hell no. They put them in there and make it when you can't afford to pass them. So, look, speaking of violence, um, am I going to have to get a favorable account and kill Chick figures and tie Diamond? No. Because I will kill they ass. You
2: ain't got to kill nobody. Well, I mean, I've been having a, a blast, though, and Roger laughed at me. I just now learned how to use the headphone set because I was talking to Red Bully and um, I didn't realize I had the whole thing on mute.
1: Well, how many times I got to prove my love
2: Oh, uh, oh!
1: Like I told Ty Diamond,
2: you' paying the bills in the real world, not all. All right. Tonight, a
0: Pearland ISD student is behind bars, accused of beating a classmate to death, then burning his body in a field. Sally McDonald is live in the newsroom tonight. Sally? And, Melinda, for two days we've been wondering what happened to 18-year-old Joshua Wilkerson. Well, now we know police say their person of interest from the start, this guy right here, Emilio Morales, a friend for five years, confessed and led them to the body. You think you know somebody, but be done. What a week for Jeffrey Wise. His friend is dead, and the teen who just moved in with him and his mom is the prime suspect.
3: So as soon as she heard that Milo killed him, she was like, I had a murderer leaving in my house, I and mean, I just sang about crossing my mind at the same time. I was like, Holy crap.
0: These court papers detail Air Milo Morales' story. The 19-year-old claims Josh Wilkerson came on to him in a sexual manner after school. Morales says he used a wooden rod at his parents' home to beat Wilkerson, describing it as very violent and claiming afterward Josh was messed up.
3: As far as motive's is concerned, we have not identified what the actual motive is. We can only to go by what the suspect claims, and as I said before, that, that information does seem to be credible.
0: Information about the victim's location did pan out eventually, after Wise's mom showed up at the police station to coax it out of him. Got him to completely confess the entire story of where his body was and everything. Morales led police through a wooded area straight to Wilkerson's burned and bound body. Police had zeroed in on him from the start. Hours after Josh was reported missing, detectives spotted Morales in this parking lot hanging around the teen's abandoned truck.
3: During that initial contact, the suspect, was uh, his behavior was, uh, was odd. He was evasive in his answers.
0: In the hours after Morales allegedly murdered Josh and tossed evidence, his friend says he did the unthinkable. So after all that, we went to a movie, and he just acted like... The normal person, normal dealer every day. Another cruel detail that only adds to this family's pain. While this is not the end that we had hoped for,
3: we had to know something. The Pearland Police Department and all the detectives, there's so many I can't name them, but they just worked endlessly.
0: Wilkerson was a senior at Carolyn Pace Center along with Morales. He's charged with murder, failure to identify, and attempting to take a weapon from a peace officer. He's being held without bond. Damn.
1: Wow. What's a peace officer? Police. Oh. Tried oh. to, to take a gun from a police officer, I guess when they showed up or something. Oh, Maybe she said like,
2: peace officers. I was like, there's something special going on?
1: But they should be running the police. Right. Okay. So, yeah, man, that's just sad all the way around. There's no, no, no other thing to say about that. I mean, really, it's, it's kind of crazy because that's the definition of homophobia to me. Is like a dude comes on to you, you beat him with a stick to death, take him out in the field, and burn his body. Like, And that's even... That took that's a lot the, of thought. That's the truth. Yeah, if that's the truth, you know But even if you think that that's an acceptable reason Like, well, I'll just tell them that this is what happened It doesn't matter, that is the definition of homophobia Like, that's crazy They gotta put this nigga under the cell Nothing good can come of this Can't be killing people because they come on to you Come on, man You know what I mean, Catholic churches would be burned down If we started doing that Um, So speaking of burning things down All right Flavor Flav to launch Fried Chicken Franchise and Liquor Line.
3: (laughs) Ha
1: ha ha! Flavor Flav announces two new business ventures. Public Enemy's Flavor Flav will soon make a leap into the world of food and liquor with two new business ventures. Uh, Flavor Flav made an announcement about his upcoming ventures prior to a Public Enemy show earlier this week. So they're about to do a Public Enemy show, and Flavor Flav decides now will be a good time to destroy all this positivity by announcing that I'm gonna be supporting the two of the most stereotypical things I can.
2: Only thing he was missing was watermelon.
1: Yeah, well, I guess his watermelon company's coming out next year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ha
3: ha!
1: Among the two ventures is Laflave Spirits. A liquor line that will consist of a number of liquor, flavored liquors, including bubble gum and sweet tea vodka.
3: Huh,
2: we was talking about this on Twitter. Yeah. And I said that, uh, bubble gum flavor, probably gonna have real pieces of damn gum in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't drink that shit for nothing. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, you got sweet
1: tea flavor, you know sweet tea is crap to you. It is, but that's some sweet tea I won't be drinking. Uh, yo, check this out! I want you all to keep on the lookout. It should be on shelves by January. I'm launching a thing called La Flav Spirits. Flavor Flav explained while at the pre-show event. I'm coming up. I'm coming out with cherry vodka, berry vodka, olive vodka, sweet tea vodka, bubble gum vodka, and a grape vodka. Mm, you knew you had to throw that grape in there. Uh, <laughs> what about lemonade vodka since we're going down to this? Where's the red vodka? Just red. It's really fruit plant, <laughs> but everybody going to call it red. <laughs> also, I'm coming up with Le Flav Cognac and Chate Le Flavre, Chateau Le Flavre, uh, which will be some bubbly champagne. That's right, folks. Pump it, popping, and drinking. So, yeah. Yeah. I just wonder what. Can we get a camera that's on Chuck D's face he's saying this?
2: So, while so we get
1: drunk, are we going to be stuffing ourselves with greasy food, too? Well, this, of course. Uh, lastly, Flavor Flav hopes to compete with the Colonel himself by opening his own fried chicken franchise.
2: Uh, what would the size be? Uh, let's see. They mashed potatoes and gravy?
1: I think the size of his food is going to be this malt liquor. Chicken uh, and malt liquor. I'm also launching FFC. Malt liquor cold yeah, i look at everything. <laughs> I also launched a, my, launched a FFC. Y'all heard of KFC, right? Well, this is FFC. Flay's fried chicken. The colonel better watch his back, G. The colonel might end up in my fryer. So, and I believe that he said that because they threw that G in there. I don't know why, what it is about the G, but you can make me believe that Flavor Flay said anything. You put that G in there.
2: Yes, sir. This, this is straight from his mouth. His publicist did not say this statement.
1: Like, you can take any quote of in history... Put that G in it, and it's Flavor flavors. Ah, ah, mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> we ah, didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us, G. It show did, Flavor Flaves. Yeah. Give me liberty or give me te- death, G. With a piece of chicken and nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Uh, There's this pastor that wanted to ban Facebook In this congregation And like I said a week ago I don't trust motherfuckers without Facebook pages If you are scared of social media Chances are you're a piece of shit And you just want to hide it from the world So Facebook banning New Jersey pastor acknowledges threesome A pastor who said Facebook was a portal to infidelity. And told married church leaders to delete their accounts or resign, once testified that he had a three-way sexual relationship with his wife and a male church assistant. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, yeah. So not only is he on that, uh, you need to come off Facebook shit, which is a, you know, big sign that you're a cheater already, but he also was involved in a, a man-man-woman threesome, which is the least attractive of the threesomes. The only...
3: <laughs> the only threesome that's worse than that is man,
1: man, man. That, that's the only way you can get worse. I'm sorry. No brother has this... There's no, there's no brother with this fantasy in mind. If you no. meet a dude that says, baby, you know what would really complete my fantasy is to have another dick involved in the fucking... Trust me, you need to leave him right away. Yeah. That,
2: um, that's not gonna end with no. Yeah,
1: I've never once fantasized, like you know what would make this better if you had some balls in your mouth too no mm. thank you uh, let's see the Reverend Cedric Miller confirmed the information reported Saturday by the Asbury Park Press of Nip- Neptune which cited testimony he gave in criminal a criminal case in 2003 the relationship had ended by that time Miller gained national attention when he issued the Facebook edict last week um, he said it came about because most of the m- marital counseling he has performed over the past year and a half has concerned infidelity stemming from the social networking website. The 48-year-old leader of the Living Word Christian Fellowship t- Church in Neptune Township it just sounds like a cult. In Neptune. Why they gotta throw Neptune in there? Uh, had, claimed, <laughs> had claimed Facebook ignites old passions. He ordered about fifty married church officials to delete their accounts with the social networking site or resign their leadership positions. Um, so one, I have a Facebook account. None of my old passions got ignited. Am I doing it wrong?
2: Well, I, well I know for me, for my Facebook account, A, I don't use my real name. And B, I didn't put shit out there, so can't nobody come and find me if I'm I mean, face, but
1: people gonna up. have pictures on there, people gonna have, you know, Stuff. I mean, I would just delete that or not respond That's to it. That's right, or not friend them. It wouldn't Hello? be like, oh, I'm married, but this chick hit me up. Now nah, I have to fuck her. I
2: mean, because it's way
1: too hard to hit the delete button on this reply. It's, I got to have it.
2: And then on top of that, when you were 13, 14, did you really know what love was?
1: Yeah. Well, Facebook is just a means to cheat. I'm just people look up their old flames all the time, but it wouldn't be a matter of where they were doing it if they're, they're going to cheat they're going to cheat not that's to mention it, it's probably easier now to cheat with somebody that's like a coworker or a friend or something like that so it's not like you can stop all cheating by getting rid of Facebook yeah stupid um, let's see Miller had previously asked married congregants to share their login information with their spouses as he, as he does and now plans to suggest that they give up Facebook all altogether. the minister also said he would leave the site this week so he was still on it, telling them, like, "Oh, we need to get off now. Wow. In uh, court testimony he gave in April 2003, Miller said his wife had an extramarital affair with the church assistant. Miller said he participated in many of the sexual encounters and said the assistant's wife was sometimes present, too. So they had an orgy. First of all, there were some swingers. And what it really defines that his wife had the affair But he didn't. Yeah. And what dude finds out about an affair and then says, can I get involved too? And brings his wife. No, what do you mean brings his wife? No, I'm saying, if I, all right, I come in the house. Oh, shit, Karen, you in here having sex with Todd Diamond? (laughs)
3: <laughs> what kind of shit is this? <laughs>
1: anyway, let me go get my condom. And join in. And join in. Like, what kind of shit is that?
3: <laughs> like, yeah, how did that not end the relationship? Yeah.
1: Not only am I not ending it, but I would also like to see his dick. That, that,
3: that's ridiculous.
1: Um, Miller said the dalliances, which occurred in the Miller's home, sometimes took place during Thursday Bible study meetings <gasps> and Sundays at the church. But the minister said encounters came to a crashing heart when several women in the church accused the assistant of having sex with them. Uh, testimony was given in a connection with the criminal case after the assistant that was eventually dismissed. Um, oh, against the assistant that was eventually dismissed. Uh, the names of the church assistant and his wife were not disclosed and Miller told the newspaper that he was concerned that revisiting the incident would irreparably hurt some people. Yeah, of course you are. Now, we shouldn't talk about this. People might get hurt the same way Brett Favre doesn't want to talk about those dick pics he sent Jan Sturgeon.
2: Yeah, but you're just not going to go away because you don't talk
1: Right. It's like, oh no, I've got to concentrate on the game. I can't think about anything else but the game. Like, that's what he's doing right now. Um, it has come to my attention that a very painful part of my past has resurfaced. Painful and pleasurable pastor. Miller wrote in an email sent Friday, noting that His court testimony was mailed to his church leaders and other pastors several years ago. Miller said that he was resolved at the time and accordingly... We will not allow it to detract from our mission at hand to save as many marriages as we can. Facebook has
2: nothing to do with if a marriage is going
1: to fail or not. And, you know, he's just trying to save as many marriages as he can. That's why he had to fuck that dude and his wife. Because, you know, he wanted to save their marriage. And the other woman. It was up to four yeah. sometimes. You got to give... you gotta give uh, Yeah. You got to make sure you give them all a common bond. And the common bond was his dick. Uh, my life as a minister, husband, father, and friend has... Oh, he got kids... Uh, has led to this to the conviction that I must do all I can to help as many people strengthen, preserve, and repair oftentimes fragile cores of marriage. Um, so, all I gotta say is that you know, just another religious hypocrite. I mean, come on, wow. dog. you're not helping, um, not
2: like that. No, you're not.
1: Yeah, Um. and I don't really want to do another article. Eagles are on. I'm ready to go watch my boys. <laughs> whoop, up watch on, Vick do his thing. whoop up on them giants. Yes, sir. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, so this has been another The Black Who Tips podcast. Um, it was just me and Karen today. I hope you guys enjoyed Karen's random thoughts. I hope
2: y'all did.
1: Hope you enjoyed the articles and whatnot. Make I sure hope you did. Make sure you email the show, the Tips at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Look us up on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic, the Black Guy Who Tips. And also, make sure that you give us a call, leave us a voicemail seven o four five five seven zero one eight six is the voicemail uh number. And you hit us up there, we will respond to you. you we will. We interact, baby. That's what we do. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Roder Prime. I'm say that again. That is in D-A-T. All right. Well, until next time. Uh, and I don't know if we're doing the show this Thursday because Thanksgiving. So you might not hear yeah, from us again yeah, till until Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. All right, guys. So until then, love you. YouTube baby. Mwah. Peace. Peace.